This Bills team is very balanced. Um, when you look at offense, defense, special teams, they're a very balanced, you know, team, this is, which is why they're one of the, the favorites to, to make the Super Bowl this year. Opulent Inventory, our proud partners here on the show. From iPhones to MacBooks to Apple TV to Apple Watches to trade-ins and much more, now you can have the Apple product of your dreams. Visit Opulent Inventory on opulentinventory.com and on Instagram. My guy Nash and Gardy are the very best in the game to provide you the Apple product of your dreams. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the Savvy Podcast Radio Show live and streaming here only at WNSC Radio. Myself, my ride partner, back at it again, our fifth season. Season five of our great show. The NFL is back tonight. We're back at it again, Mike, on our fifth season. Can you believe that? We're back like hot pockets. We hot and ready like little Caesars, man. We back at it again. What's going on, big fella? Peace, brother, man. It's all good, man. It's good to be it's good to be back, man. It was it was a long break. It's a lot a lot went on in the last month and a half, man. So it's good to be back to this uh this podcast grind, this uh this just just going hard every week with you, man. Absolutely, man, and a lot's been going on. Uh, you want to talk about Hot Boy Summer, boy, you've been everywhere. <laughs> talk to me where you've been at, man. I've seen this guy been in Rucker Park. He's been in Jersey. Um, you know what I'm saying? Talk to me about some of the stuff, some of the experiences and, and, the, and the events that you've been at. Yeah, it's been some dope some dope basketball tournaments. It's been it's been crazy. As you know, basketball is it's like a culture up here in the tri-state area, from New York City to Jersey. Uh, uh, basketball is very heavy up here, and it, it runs deep and it's deeply rooted. And you find it at, at all these different parks. You can all you can go to whether it's the mainstream parks like you know Rucker Park, Dykeman, even the underground parks. You can always find good quality basketball from from you know the 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 the, the, the high school all the way up through the through, through the pro level. It's crazy. I've been to Rucker Park to cover tournaments. I covered the New York versus New York tournament. Uh, saw some of the top competition up here in in New York City. Aiden Holloway, T.J. Morris, uh, you know, uh, Yusuf. It, it's, it's some good. It's some um, uh, Muhammad Diabite. It, it's it's some it's some great kids out here. Uh, oh yeah, some great competition and and being able to see them at the highest level compete at different parks, going to different parks, Rucker Park, Dykeman, Gersh Park. Uh, Mousy Tri-State. Uh, it's just it's so many different parks in New York City or or Lincoln Park in New Rochelle, and and, and you know networking with so many different people, you know within the industry within this media space. Uh, it's, it's it's been a vibe, man. It's been nothing but nothing short of positive energy and just dope, man. And you know the last couple of weeks has been interesting, just transitioning back into this football space that we're in now. But man, this this summer of basketball in New York City. It's nothing like it, Sebi. It's nothing like it. It's special. Yeah, no doubt, my man. No doubt about it. No doubt about that. And we all know the NBA is going to come back in about a month and a half from now. Uh, kickoff or, I guess, tip-off is October 18th with the reigning champions. That's going to be 
something to talk about. But for now, we know the NFL season is here. The reigning defending NFL champions, the Rams, defend their championship tonight against the Buffalo Bills, a, a Bills team. We don't want to spoil the 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 fans here, but a Bills team that we think, Mike, we're going to go very, very far. So an interesting matchup that we're going to see tonight, and potentially it might be a Super Bowl 57 preview. We might not know, but I think it's going to be a good one tonight for sure. So what we're going to do in spite of the NFL coming back, we haven't had a chance to be on air and talk about this. All of the new moving parts in a lot of rosters, a lot of teams, a lot of teams making uh, position, trying to position themselves to be in contention, to be contenders, and some, you know, maybe pretenders. So what we're going to do, Mike, we're going to start off with the AFC and start off specifically in the AFC East and go division by division and pick our division winners. And then we're going to pick out the other wild card teams that we do think will come out of that conference and make the playoffs. So we're going to start off with the East and the AFC. Who do you got, my man? I have the Buffalo Bills coming out of that division as champions this year and outright, outright champions. I do think it's going to be nip and tuck them with the Dolphins. The Patriots are going to be an interesting team that sneaks in the, to, between that third or second team in the division. Um, and I do think I do believe the Jets are going to surprise some people this year and, and be very, very competitive throughout games. They're going to go through a learning curve, but they're going to be very competitive uh, throughout the season, uh, in my opinion. But, um, but the Bills will be the champions. Uh, they're, they're too low to too stacked and too experienced at this point. Yep, absolutely. I'm going to go with you. I think the Buffalo Bills are going to run away with this division. I see another 13 and maybe 14 wins this year because, you know, they extended the the uh, regular season this year. Um, Josh Allen will be in the MVP conversation to me. Um, this Buffalo Bills by far is the most deepest roster in the NFL. Um, the Dolphins are going to make some noise. Obviously, they've got Waddle. They've got Tyreek Hill. Um, I guess, you know, they said that they have the fastest team in America and they wanted to have the fastest team in America. Well, they got that. So I, I think they're going to be there in contention at the end to try to make the playoffs around there. But um, as far as the division, I, I think that belongs to uh, the team that's in um, – you know, New York, and that's the Buffalo Bills and not the New York Jets. Now, I will say this, Mike. I think the Jets, they might get Zach Wilson back in week four. That's what the reports are. I think they are a team that's going to surprise some people, too. They do have some very young and, and very good talent I like. I love Elijah Moore. I think he's going to come out as a breakout star this year. If you're a fantasy owner, you got to make sure you try to get your hands on Elijah Moore. I think he's set up for a big year. Um, Sauce Gardner. I've seen this guy in Cincinnati. He is as advertised. You know, I do love Garrett Wilson in Ohio State. Um, excellent receiver. So, so they got some playmakers, but um, it's just not their year. So Buffalo is going to run away with this division. Yeah, I agree. I fully agree. No doubt. Now we move on to the AFC East where we've got – AFC North, excuse me, where we've got a very, 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 Mike, very, very, very tough – division all four teams are are, are are very good you got the pittsburgh steelers six times super bowl champions tied with new england we know what they're all about the elite defense although they got new parts on quarterback there's uncertainty there you've got the team that just came from the super bowl the bayou Bengals, the cincinnati Bengals, joe burrow jamar chase t higgins and tyler board you know what they are on offense um they re-signed justin bates as safety this offseason. And then you got Lamar Jackson coming back from injury last year. 
the Ravens. They were very competitive last year, Mike. Only thing that bugged them was injuries. And then, of course, you got the Deshaun Watson saga in Cleveland. Thought he was going to get six games. Then it was 11 games. So we won't see Deshaun Jackson until week 13. So the Cleveland Browns, they're still very talented themselves, Mike. So this is a very competitive division. Who do you got winning? This is tough. To me, it's between the Ravens and the Bengals. Those are the, are the creme de la creme of this division going into the season. For me, the Browns, because of Deshaun Watson's suspension for 11 games, to me, they won't they won't be in contention enough with those two. With those two, and the Pittsburgh Steelers, to me, will be hovering around the, the barely being able to make the playoffs. While, meanwhile, the Ravens and the Bengals, to me, will be those two top teams uh, pending health. That, that that will really compete not only with this division within the division but within the AFC as a whole for for for, for like like top class because um, I'm very interested to see about this Bengals team to see how they respond to uh, uh you know really knocking off teams last year really getting the best of them and really coming back the next year after film study after a whole off season and um you know I really want to see how they respond to what they did last year and see if they can duplicate it and um see how they can respond to that to to, to that knockout punch that's coming that's coming their way. And the Baltimore Ravens, we know what they bring to the table. They're, they're, the only thing that stopped them last year was health. And then, then once Lamar Jackson went down, it, that that was the icing on the cake for them. Coming into this year, I do believe that they they have a they they have a real legit chance to win this division. And if I had to choose right now, I would lean towards the Baltimore Ravens. Absolutely, yes, sir. I would agree as well. I think the Baltimore Ravens are the best team. Uh, they are going to win this division. I don't know if they're necessarily the best team in the division, but I, I do trust them because of their culture, um, uh, their mystique, like you always say about the Baltimore Ravens. John Harbaugh, their coach, always says, "My play like a Raven. And I think those guys really personify that, play like a Raven. And I think the Baltimore Ravens are going to get it done. Last year, they went 8-8 eight and eight in, or, or or was it 9-7 and seven or something without Lamar Jackson in the last couple games. Um, so I think if he's healthy, the Baltimore Ravens are going to win this division. I think they have a very solid defense as well. I love this Kyle Allen guy from Notre Dame to pair him up with PJ Williams from the Saints. My goodness, uh, the, the 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 Ravens are going to have something for a very long time um, in the back end. And then Lamar Jackson, although I'm still wondering why they haven't gotten him a number one receiver, Mike. You look at all these great quarterbacks in the NFL; they all got a number one, a solid number one. Josh Allen has Stefan Diggs. Justin Herbert has Keenan Allen. You talk about Patrick Mahomes, although he lost Travis Kel- uh, Tra- Tyree Kill, he has Travis Kelsey. So, you know, I-, I don't understand why they still haven't gotten him a number one. But I trust John Harbaugh. I trust the Ravens. I think they'll be division winner. But I do think the Bengals will make the playoffs as the number two, uh, as the second team in that division. To me, one of the biggest reasons why they can't get a number one, a number one receiver is is RG three alluded to it on first take, is that it's hard to get a number one receiver to commit to that offense that that, that offensive style that system that they have in Baltimore, which is run first and 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 not really cater towards. Uh, the the passing game as much, and that that's one of the main reasons why Hollywood Brown, as yeah. much as he loves Lamar Jackson, as much as he loved being there with him, he wanted to get out of Baltimore. He wanted to get into a different situation because he wanted to spread his wings and show his true potential as a wide receiver. He wasn't able to do that in Baltimore as much as he could have in in different situations. So, um, that that that's one of the biggest problems that Baltimore has. 
is a system problem within um within within what they do. Now, granted, they're one of the best teams at running the football. They've been one of the top teams at running the ball over the last three years. However, when you when you're talking about you know why Lamar Jackson hasn't you know how why they quote unquote say he hasn't improved as a passer, which I still can't agree with to this day. One of the main reasons is why, and you know, it's hard to it's hard to continue to improve without weapons, and he's still done that. You know, so that's one of the main reasons why he can't get a number one receiver is because that system isn't predicated to uh, those guys being able to um, flourish. It's, it's hard to co- convince a receiver to come somewhere where he knows he's not going to get the ball as much. Yep, absolutely there for sure. From the AFC North, we go to the South in the AFC South where we got the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars second season with Trevor Lawrence who was in the morning overall pick last year. Now they got a real Coach Doug Peterson, no more of that Urban Meyer saga down there in Jacksonville. Um, you've got the Houston Texans. They're trying to turn the page from Deshaun Watson last year. A whole new rebuild for that team there. And then, of course, you got the Tennessee Titans, um, Tannehill, and also Derrick Henry, who last year saw that, you know, he lost his rushing title to a team that is in their division that we're going to talk about next. Uh, Derrick Henry now will be healthy. Is he going to get another 300-plus carries this year? We know that the Titans have been running behind that Trojan horse for the last four years now. Do they narrow it down as a bell cow? We're going to figure that out this year. Um, is there some pressure this year on Tannehill, Mike? Because they, they did draft Malik Willis, who did very well in the season. So is he in a short lease this year for Mike Gravel's team? There's a lot of things to think about. But to me, I think the team that wins this division is the Indianapolis Colts. Now, yeah, I think, I think the Colts win this division because although I think Trevor Lawrence is the best quarterback in this division, mm. and, and I do think, spoiler alert, the Jacksonville Jaguars finished second in this division this year. Wow. Um, that's, yeah, that's that's a big surprise. That's They're one of my biggest surprises this year. But I'm taking the Colts because I think overall their team is better. You look at, um, you know, Jonathan Taylor. Rushing, rushing title winner last year, Matt Ryan. All you gotta do is, I know you got a better offensive line than you had in Atlanta. Just you know, hand off that ball to Jonathan Taylor. They have an elite offensive line. Michael Pittman Jr. I love him as a wide receiver. Ty uh, T Y Hilton hasn't been the same since you know his early years, but he's still capable as a third down weapon. And then on defense, that's that's where it stands out to me, Mike. DeForest Buckner, Darius Leonard. They picked up. Um, Rodney McLeod from the Eagles. And they got mm-hmm. Stephon Gilmore, who was the 2019 Defensive Player of the Year with the, with the Patriots from Carolina. I think they're loaded on that side of the ball on defense, and that's why I'm going to take the Indianapolis Colts. I think that they can rely on Jonathan Nader to do something again like he did last year. So um, Jaguars will be very competitive. I have them finishing second, but I'm going to take the – uh, Indianapolis coach just because of their entire roster is a little bit better. I was saying wow to you because I agree with you. I agree. I actually agree that the Colts are going to win this division. And when when you think about the the where they are, you this team is that they've been so loaded for the last three four years. Mm-hmm. The only question has been health and 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 can they get a competent quarterback? I believe Matt Ryan is a quarterback competent enough, especially with the weapons around him, mm-hmm. to where he can do some things with this team. And and I do believe, in my opinion, I'm glad you brought that up about the pressure on Tannehill with uh, Tennessee. I, I believe, in my opinion, Tennessee is going to have a bit of a drop-off this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year, they snuck up on teams. 
um, you know, coming in as the underdog when Derrick Henry got hurt, and then, and then they 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 exceeded expectations to some degree on certain teams. This year, I don't believe that they're going to run into that same type. Of I think the loss of AJ Brown too yeah. is going to hurt them. John Lee Smith was one thing. AJ Brown is a whole another thing, yeah. along with Julio Jones. That's that's tough. I see a, I see a potential I see a potential drop off and um yeah I, I see a potential drop off with Tennessee this year and Indianapolis like you said they're hungry they're motivated they every year they continue to get the motivation that they need to play at a high level and I see this team they continue to get better um I'm I'm glad you're talking about the additions of course you know and stuff like that this this coach team looks looks very special especially on paper yeah definitely definitely there for sure. Um, this coach team is very good, but I'll be honest, man. The Jaguars got some weapons. Travis Etienne, you forgot about him? He didn't play all of last year because he got hurt his rookie year. Mm-hmm. You pair him with his Clemson teammate with Trevor Lawrence. Now they also got Marvin Jones, who's who's a who's a vet receiver to go along with Christian Kirk, who they paid big money in the offseason for. And then on defense, Travon Walker, Mike. I'm here to tell you yeah. this guy's the real deal from Georgia. They he went number one overall for a reason. Mm-hmm. He is terrorizing the quarterbacks. You got him on one end, and then the other Josh Allen on the other end. Yep. So I, I think Jacksonville is building something. They got a competent quarterback, competent head coach now. Um, I, I trust Trevor Lawrence. I'm I'm a huge Trevor Lawrence fan. I don't think um the first season is indicative of how good he really is. Remember, Peyton Manning threw what 29, 28 interceptions his first year. Now he's what arguably a top five QB all time. So. It's not what you are in your first year. It's it's how you improve in it. And I, I do think Jacksonville will be um, the surprise team in that division this year. I'm not mad at that. And they and they grabbed uh, Evan Ingram from, from my New York football Yes, guy. that's right. Him, him over the middle. With all those receivers you just mentioned and him being able to occupy the middle of the field, That that's going to be huge for him. And then that's one of the things I was worried about when we let him go is that whenever wherever we let him go, he's so talented, he's struggling with us. But he goes to another team, he's going to flourish. And I wouldn't be surprised if he flourishes in that role in Jacksonville. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. No doubt. No doubt there. From that to obviously the hardest division to figure out. That's the that AFC West, man. You've got the Raiders. All they did is go get hit jackpot and get Devontae Adams. Go back with his old college teammate. And that was in Fresno State. That was Derek Carr. Now, all of a sudden, you can't really size the Raiders, Mike. You got to look at them as, okay, they're doing something. Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller. Now we already know Devontae Adam demands double coverage. That might be good for Derek Carr. We can't lie. We know that Tyreek Hill is no longer a member of the uh, Kansas City Chiefs now. Um, Patrick Mahomes is still there. Andy Reid is still there. We know what they're all about. Four straight AFC t- AFC championship um you know, appearances, um, but it's going to be a turnover year for these guys. They picked up Sky Moore. They picked up some of these new guys. They picked up Juju Smith-Schuster. So we'll see how this, you know, juggernaut offense, you know, kind of translate to how, you know, they're not going to be able to hit big plays like they used to in the other. And then, of course, Denver hitting jackpot themselves. Russell Wilson now, a member of the Denver Broncos. Now you have Judy. You have Cortland Sutton. Yes, they had to let go of Noah Fant, but they have K.J. Hamler. And then they have a top 10 defense and a top 10 running game. Javante Williams will be the bell cow along with Melvin Gordon. So, hey, Denver feels like they're just a quarterback away, Mike. So the Denver can't be ignored. And then, of course, 
you got the Chargers, right? You went out and got Khalil Mack. You went out and got J.C. Jackson, right, to pair that up with Derwin James in the back end. Justin Herbert, we know what he is. He is a fantastic, fantastic quarterback. If you're a fantasy owner, uh, I, I would be banging my money on him. Austin Eckler's a baller. Now you've got Keenan Allen. You've got, uh, you know, Josh Palmer and Mike Williams. So <laughs> the charges are loaded too, Mike. So I'm going to put you on the spot here. Who wins this division? <laughs> I, I can't pick. I have the L.A. Chargers coming out of winning, the, winning this division. Uh, it's, it's very tough. It's very competitive. I like what the Broncos are doing with uh, Russell Wilson, obviously, but that defense is very, very uh, hellacious. Patrick and they Suzanne have some... is back, too. I forgot to mention him, Mike. Yes, but... yes, he is. Yes, he is. And I think he's going to he's gonna improve even more than when they, from, from last season. Mm-hmm. This, this is special. One of my biggest takeaways from this division is that, to me, this is going to be a telling year on on Patrick Mahomes. This is a huge year to me for Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. I, you know, he's looked at as the best quarterback in the league. Now that you don't have your number one guy that you've had uh, for all these years, um, I'm intrigued to see how you, how how Patrick Mahomes comes out this year mm-hmm. with the other with the other competition in the division, the other competition that's that's spread around the league. Mm-hmm. I, 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 we've we've known the Kansas City to be the creme de la creme of, of, of the league over the last few years. I want to see what he looks like in this space, in this role. I don't believe he's been in this space since he's come into the league. Well, since he's taken over the starting role, excuse me. I want to see him in this space and see how he operates and see how he how he takes over and really elevates his team to that next level. But it, as far as who's coming out of this division, I would say the L.A. Chargers. They are very stacked. They are very young. They are very deep. And I think I believe this is the year where they they can they can put it all together. They stay healthy. Mm, interesting. Is there any other teams that will make the playoffs in this division? Yes, I believe the Broncos could potentially make the playoffs in this division. And um, I wouldn't sleep on the Raiders. I wouldn't sleep on the Raiders. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 yeah. Especially you could have, you could have three teams. I, the Chiefs was we'll see, but but yeah. I, it's something about this Raiders team. I don't, I don't want to sleep on them as well. They've made some moves. I like the Raiders. Yeah, they, they made some moves, Mike. And I have three teams coming out of this division. I took the Chargers to win this division. J.C. Jackson, a baller. I know all about him. Uh, and then uh, uh, Khalil Mack, I think he has a lot to offer, Mike. Mm-hmm. I, I think he has a lot to offer. I'm not going to deny you. I am not going to lie to you, man. I think he is like Von Miller last year from the Rams. He has a lot. He has a lot, a lot to deliver. And you got him on one end with Post on the other end. Good luck. Yeah. I, think, I think that move, Mike, was a division move where yes. they know you have Derek Carr, Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson. We need guys to be able to get to the quarterback and disrupt them. So I think that move by Brandon Staley was to go get a guy that can go get the opposing quarterback in our division, ultimately, so we can win. So I got the Chargers winning the division. But as much as the thing that the Kansas City Chiefs are going through, I couldn't leave them off making the playoffs. Mm. You got Andy Reid, you got Patrick Mahomes. It's hard for me to realize a team like that not going to make the playoffs. Travis Kelsey's still there. I know they're going to have transition there's no more Tyree Kill, so there's no more big plays. But I think this team will more, commit more to the running game and do more play action this year to get guys like Sky Moore, where they picked up in the third round. They've been talking a lot about him. He's been making plays, Mike. I think he's going to get open. Juju Smith-Schuster will benefit off of that play action. So I think they're going to go back to basics this year, Kansas City Chiefs. And I think they'll make the playoffs along with the Broncos. So oddly out, I have the Raiders not making it. Just okay. a very, very tough de- decision, uh, division, but it could go either way, Mike. I, I, I'm just 
banking on that. The Chiefs will figure it out because they got Andy and they got Patrick um, and, and, and Eric Bieniemy too. So they'll, they'll figure out a way to, to be a wild card team. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's definitely possible. I mean, you, you can't deny the, the the heart of a champion. And coming into the season, they've had a lot of motivation coming in. So uh, we'll, we'll definitely see what happens. Yeah, quickly here. From the AFC to the NFC, we'll start off with the East, where your team's is. Mike, we've got, of course, uh, the team that's got a lot of buzz this offseason, the Philadelphia Eagles. Fly, Eagles, fly. They went out. They made a splash move, got A.J. Brown to pair up with Devontae Smith. They said, Jalen Hurts, you wanted weapons? We got your weapons. Now, no more, no more, no more question marks, no more nothing. Dallas Goddard is still there. They have an elite running game with uh, Kenneth Gainwell and Miles Sanders. And also, of course, Jalen Hurts can run himself. It's very good offensive line, Mike. I think they have the best offensive line in football. The Philadelphia Eagles do, led by Jason Kelsey. But on defense is where it's really standing out to me. They've got N'Kobe Dean from Georgia, right? They went out and got some other playmakers on that defensive end. Fletcher Cox is still there. I love what they did on defense. And so Philadelphia is the team that's getting a lot of buzz. Of course, the champions of that division is the Dallas Cowboys. Big play players like Trayvon Diggs and Micah Parsons. We don't know what CeeDee Lamb is going to be as a wide receiver. One role this year, no more Amari Cooper, is Dak and Zeke reach their ceiling. There's a lot of question marks with Dallas. And then the Commanders. Of course, we know Chase Young is back, but was it a fluke that they made the playoffs a year ago? What is Carson Wentz going to look like? They signed Terry McLaurin to a long-term you know, extension. They picked up Jahan Dotson this year as a wide receiver, so there's question marks with that. And then your New York football Giants, man. I, I think the question mark is Danny Dimes, right? You yep. got Kenny Galladay. Sterling Shepard is back. They say Kadarius Tooney could be wide receiver one this year. Mm-hmm. They got weapons. Saquon Barkley is very, very motivated this year, Mike. I've been watching watching him very closely on, on IG. But the question mark is going to be Brian Dable. Can he fix the problems that Danny Dimes has? So there's a lot of question marks here in this division. Who do you have winning the NFC Beast? When it's all said and done, I would go with the Philadelphia Eagles. Only because the Cowboys won it last year, it's hard. Uh, as as bad as this division has been, you know, for a while, it's, it's when you have some a team like the Philadelphia Eagles who have 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 garnered the weapons that they've garnered and and, and the additions that have come to this franchise. I just believe this year they they will find a way to be the the the, the champs at the end of the day, because. The, the cow the cowboys are going to be close the, the cowboys are going to be close they're going to be competitive it's going to be between between them two but I, I believe the eagles will find a way to 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 get it done because like you said defensively i just i love the moves that they have especially on the d line mm-hmm. but um yeah absolutely. But, but but man it's i just jordan davis mike from georgia yeah, my yeah, yeah. I, I love I, I love what the eagles have and I it, think, it, I it's, it's going to be hard for you to run the football against against that front four this year uh, Philadelphia is yeah. going to have the ability to pressure with four and keep seven in the back end. They're 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 good. They're they're good, Mike. Yeah, they're, they're real good. So I I would say the Eagles coming out, but I but I wouldn't be mad at the Cowboys. I mean, the Cowboys are right there as well as far as the the regular season division is concerned. Yeah, definitely that for sure. I'm going to take the Philadelphia Eagles too. I'm going to trust that Jalen Hurts, although he's not better than Dak Prescott, but I'm going to trust that the weapons that they've made to and additions that they gave him 
is going to help them out this year. I think they have in a very good offensive line, like I mentioned. Um, you know, Jason Kelsey is as good as it gets. All pro, future Hall of Famer that they got there. And then, of course, their defense is what really stands out to me. Yes, the Cowboys got more big play players, Trayvon Diggs, Parsons. Um, but the loss of Randy Gregory is going to hurt, I think. Um, you know, Demarcus Lawrence, is he's still the same. So I'm, I'm going to take the, the, the Eagles to win this division. And, um, you know, the, the Cowboys, of course, I agree, they're going to be very competitive. Um, but I'm going to take the Eagles to win this division. But I want to ask you this, Mike. You're New York football giants. You know, they went out, they got Kenny Galladay. They went out, they made some moves on defense. Um, the question mark with, with, with Danny Dimes, do you think his deficiencies – we saw what Brian Dable did with Josh Allen, right? Is he able to do that with the other and uh, New York team, which is the New York football giants? Can he fix Danny Dimes? Because if he can, I think that's the, the, the biggest issue for the, the, your, your, your football giants. I think Saquon Barkley will be what we think he is, a three-down back that can run on first and second down. He'll stay on the field on third down because he's an elite pass-catching running back too. But the problem is, is Danny Dimes. So is can Brian, do you like Brian Dable? Is he the guy for your team? It's hard to say. I mean, it's it's so fresh, you know. It's 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 not really much to say in the in the in the when you when you get new management coming in and you have new 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 coaches and things like that coming in because you, you haven't seen it yet on this level, you know, with with these group of guys. You know, we I saw what he did in Buffalo. I know what these what with some of the coaches that he brought over did in Buffalo and things like that. And they obviously built something special over there. However, um, with these group of guys and this organization with this ownership, it's going to be interesting to see how everything transpires in year one. Um, I like, I like, I like the potential of what he could bring to the team. However, I, to me, everything relies on Daniel Jones. Yep. In my opinion, I mean the weapons are there. You like you say, you have Kenny Galladay. We still have Sterling Shepard. We still have Darius Slayton. Kadarius Tony is one of those ones, mm -hmm. and he's a, a very talented receiver. Mm -hmm. And uh, and also, um, you know, and we have Saquon Barkley coming out the backfield. So the weapons are there, and the offensive line was getting has been getting better over time over the last you know year or so. So the weather with the weapons are there. It's really on. Can can you go through your progressions? further down the field can you trust the or can you garner that trust with the old line to be able to go through your progressions down the field and um you know not be hesitant to quick to go through the quick check downs every once in a blue moon because that gets more predictable over time i want to see danny Dimes stretch the field more get more unpredictable with his reads and his progressions and, and get and really get out there man i just i didn't i haven't seen enough of that over over the course of time yeah it it, it... You think it's a make it or break it year for Danny Dimes because this, I, I, I think I think New York is is invested in Dable, right? They saw what he did with Josh Allen. I think that's why they went and got him to see if he can fix Danny Dimes. He'll be the play caller offensively. We know that, but is it a make it or break it year? Can you see a scenario if Danny Dimes doesn't deliver this year, New York will be trying to draft a quarterback next year? Yes, because this this year more so is a make-or-break-a year than I felt like last year was. I felt like last year was a little bit unfair to call it a make-or-break-a year, even though that was the word out and that was the energy surfacing around the New York media and this, and this New York space was that last year he had to get it done. I feel like more so this year than any year is the year that if he doesn't get it done or if he shows any similarities to what we've seen over the past three years, 
there, there's nothing there's nothing else we need to see. There's nothing else that needs to be done. Um, he it's just no it's no progression we, at, at this point in time because we're because I think because it gets to a point in time, Sebi, where you're wasting the talent that you have around him, and you want to maximize the 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 and the the build up and the evolution of the team around him. You want to maximize the players that you have while you have them. It's it's rare that you have four receivers like this. So you have to take advantage of them while they're here. So if it doesn't happen this year, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, we start looking forward to looking forward to getting one of the top quarterbacks. Because if we have a losing record, then we'll be in clear position to get one of the top quarterbacks coming out the draft or anything. So yeah, yeah. very good, very good quarterback draft here. You got Chase Stroud. You also got Bryce Young. So we'll see. We'll see what happens quickly before we go to the North and the NFC. You're, the command. Your hometown. What, what do you think is the fate of the Washington team this year? Now the Commanders are interesting because the Commanders every year they always find themselves to me in the interesting space of the division because they have players and they have the the talent to get it done. The question is, is their quarterback play gonna 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 garner that gonna garner those wins? Is Carson Wentz gonna gonna, gonna get these guys to the next level? Is he gonna you know cut down on the turnovers? And uh, and really maximizes maximize the weapons that they have. Terry McLaurin and these guys, uh, Dotson, and uh, not 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 Dotson. Excuse me, I'm sorry. Deami Brown. Uh, are these guys gonna be be able to to really make some noise with Carson Wentz and, and really take over? Because we know what this D line can do. We know how they they anchor that defense and they how that how they get immense pressure on that quarterback and it trickles down to everybody else with the front seven. So. I'm interested to see what the Redskins do or what the Commanders do because they're always that interesting wild card team to me. But to me, they just, I don't believe that they'll have it at the end against the Eagles or the Cowboys. I think those are the top two teams in this division. In the quickly here in the NFC North, by the Packers, um, it's it's well, you also have the the Bears, you also have the Vikings, um, who coach motivated. Kirk Cousins, Dalvin Cook is also motivated, but also the Detroit Lions. We saw the HBO documentary where, you know, Dan Campbell is telling his team, his team, they're going to be a feisty one. We're going to come out and try to chew uh, people's shoes. We're going to start eating and biting people in the neck. Like, he wants to build that culture in Detroit. So who do you see coming out of this division? I think this is a very, very interesting NFC. I see the Green Bay Packers coming out of the division, but it's going to be very competitive between them and the Minnesota Vikings. The Minnesota Vikings are coming, and I think the Minnesota Vikings have been there. And I, w- and I actually wouldn't be surprised if the Minnesota Vikings actually take that next step and win this division. However, mm. I, I just can't trust I, – I believe that the Green Bay Packers, with the loss of Devontae Adams, they, they know um, defensively how strong they are as a team. They know that they've added so much pressure and so much um, – fluidity with that defense on all three levels and they've gotten so sharp over the last few years and I believe that this year they will really put their stamp on the league and really flex their muscle and they know that they have to be that much more strong this year in order for them to compete and they have the tutelage to do it to be one of the top defenses this year I think the Green Bay Packers defensively along with their running game along with Aaron Rodgers not turning the not being a turnover machine not turning the ball over I do believe the Green Bay Packers will still find a way to win this division um and, and be very and be very and be right there in the mix, but Minnesota's gonna be right there to me, Sebby. Yeah, I, I think it, it just comes down by default quarterback play. I mean, Aaron yeah. the best to ever lace them up. 
Um, but I do agree with you. I think the Minnesota Vikings, they have every, they have, you know, obviously a guy I really like in Justin Jets, gritty Justin, um, to go along with Adam Thielen. You know, they, they also have Dalvin Cook. And then, you know, a new head coach, Kevin O'Connell from the that just won the Super Bowl, he's gonna be the offensive play caller. Can he can he do some stuff with cousins? So I think they are gonna be very competitive. I do think Justin Fields is the second best quarterback in this division, though, after Aaron Rodgers. I think this year he's gonna take strides. Darnell Moody, um, he's he's gonna make strides with some of these guys. And so Chicago may make some noise, but ultimately I think it's just Aaron Rodgers. Like, although he doesn't have Devontae Adams, um, Adam Lazard, it's time for you to rise and step up, right? Um, some of these other guys that they have in their farms at the wide receiver position, they draft Christian Watson. So we'll see what they do. Um, Randall Cobb is still there. So I'm just going to trust AR-12 at the end of the day to figure it out and to continue to be the kings of the north. Yeah, yeah, I agree, man. It really does. It really does at the end of the day come down to that. He, he just he just doesn't turn the ball over, and that's one of the biggest keys for me is that he's not gonna even though without even though he doesn't have Devontae, he's not gonna put this team in harm's way right. and, um, and 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 force force you know force those un, unneeded errors. Yeah, and also they may go. We know Matt Lafleur wants to run the football. They may go more balanced this year. Yeah, Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. They might run the football and make Aaron play a lot more under center, play action stuff. So th their offense may change too, but I, I think Green Bay gets it done in the north. From the north, we go to the south. Uh, Baker Mayfield, now a member of the Carolina Panthers. Um, Matt Rule says that he really loves this guy. He beat out Sam Darnold for the head coaching, uh, for the quarterback job, should I say. Um, the Falcons, they're in a rebuild right now. They got Marcus Mariota. Kyle Pitts is a stud. They picked up Drake London from USC. He could be something, but we don't really think much of the Falcons as a team there for sure. I think they're going to be one of those teams, Mike, that looks for a quarterback next year's draft. And then you got the Saints. The Saints and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they're the teams to me that I'm focused on. Now, this is the interesting one, Mike. I think this is closer than you think. This division is closer than you think. On paper, it says the Buccaneers are going to win this division. But on paper, it's closer than you think because, Mike, Dennis Allen now is, quarter, is, is head coach, right? No more Sean Payton. Tom Brady's one in five. And one in five against the New Orleans Saints. One in five. Since being a member of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, he's one in five. The only win that he got was that playoff game when Drew Brees threw four picks and he just, you know, his he had noodle arms. He couldn't throw the ball anymore, right? That's the only one that they have. The, the Saints had got Tom Brady's number. I, I, I've been a Tom Brady fan for years. I'm a Patriots fan. People know this. Like, I've never seen a team defensively schematically have that personnel and confuse Tom Brady as much as they do. And their defense is loaded, Mike. They are extremely loaded. Dennis Allen is the head coach now. He's going to continue calling that defense. Jameis Winston is motivated. You bring Jarvis Landry and the Honey Badger back to the Bayou, back to Louisiana. Michael Thomas is back. I love Chris Olave. You know, now they've got some weapons. So, uh, Alvin Kamara and, and Mark Ingram is in the backfield. So it's not that far-fetched to think that the Saints can't win this division. But I'm not going to do that to Tom. Uh, he led the league last year in passing yards, passing touchdowns. Chris Godwin is back. Mike Evans is still there. They added Julio Jones. Um, you know, they, they also add Team Hicks. That's a sneaky move, Mike. No more Indonica Sue. 
but you're still not going to be able to run the football against Tampa Bay because Akeem Hicks is there. So I'm going to take Tampa Bay to win this division by the slightest edge because I think New Orleans is going to make the playoffs too. That's my sneaky team this year, Mike. I think New Orleans is going to make the playoffs as a wild card, but it wouldn't surprise me. I think by the nail, they're going to have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers wear this division, but it wouldn't surprise me if New Orleans wins it too. Hmm. I have New Orleans winning this division. New wow. Orleans, New Orleans is a very deep team. So you agree? Think, yeah, I do. I agree. I agree. I was I was I was looking over here smiling when you said it. Yeah. Uh, this this New Orleans Saints team, there's a certain energy I feel is coming uh, to the Saints this year. Yeah, I, I'm glad you said that about the additions of Landry and mm-hmm. Matthew coming through because that helps on both sides of the ball so much. Incredibly, Jarvis, what he does. At giving Jameis another receiver and Matthew, what he does on the defensive side of the uh, being like the rover guy, being able to play in the box, being able to play, you know, coverage is he, he, he's, he, he just he, he can do so much on the defensive side and be like an anchor along with what Demario Davis, the real leader of that defense brings to the table. I, I feel like this team, there's some there's something about New Orleans. There's football, something. something about the Saints that just brings a certain energy this year, and I feel like they will find a way to, to win this division. Tom will have a good year this year. Tom will be fun. However, I feel like, I feel like the Saints, I like what I saw from the Saints, like even last year when Jameis was healthy before he got hurt. And then when he got hurt, we we saw what happened. But I feel like they can they, they got even better than what they are last year. I agree. And Jameis is coming back healthy this year. Nah, give me, give me the Saints to win this division. Yeah, absolutely. Chris Olave is a baller. I watched him in Ohio yeah. State. The only thing you got to do, Mike, is watch that semifinal, what they did against Clemson, and you can see what Chris Olave is. He's special. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael Thomas, we were talking about this guy, arguably is the best receiver in football before he got hurt. So now you got that. We're Jarvis Landry with weapons now. Alvin Kamara is probably not going to be able to play under the first six games. I think he's – I think the league's suspending him for something. But Mark Ingram can hold the fort until he gets back. And then that defense, Marcus Davenport on the line. You got Cameron Jordan. You got Demario Davis. Oh my goodness, Mike! This, this, this is loaded, loaded, loaded. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't disagree with you there. And they were my surprise team this year in making the playoffs. There is a, a paradigm shift in energy in that in that dome that's coming this year in New Orleans. And I think they're gonna, they, and if they get in the dance, Mike, the way that that defense is played, oh. They, they they might even win a game or two. So yeah. it, it's it's not far fetched to think that the Saints can't make some noise this year in the NFC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun to watch. Now I like I like the uh the the the, the Panthers to some degree. Just just you know like not to win the division, but I like them. You know, just having fun being a being that fun competitive team this year. But um, as far as the Saints, man, the Saints are gonna be that high level. It's gonna be. It's gonna. Teams are gonna. Teams are gonna have hell coming to the dome this year. I yeah. Say. Yeah. I liked what the Panthers did too. I think Matt Rule is good for for Baker Mayfield. He's got mm-hmm. weapons too. Um. Obviously, he's got DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, one of my favorite players, and Christian McCaffrey. So he's got weapons too. But I think these these two teams that we're talking about are just so heavy in the division that it's gonna take them maybe a year or two in order for Carolina to compete with those dogs. But um, but yeah, uh, Tampa Bay and New Orleans, those that matchup again, Mike. Those whenever those two teams meet, it's gonna be must watch TV, um, just to see the brilliance of how Dennis Allen is able to confuse Tom. I mean, I've 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 never seen anything like it, Mike. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's 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 fun to watch. It really is. It's fun to watch, and it's schematic, and it's very very tactical, and it's it shows not only the the camaraderie and the chemistry between Dennis Allen, but also the players as well to go out there and execute at a high level and have that chemistry on point. Because you have to be that on point going against Tom Brady, and to be that consistent over the regular season, and even even in the playoff game that they lost, it wasn't because of the defense. That defense still rattled Tom Brady, and he had one of his worst games that whole postseason run against that defense. So they they have they have kept him in check the entire time he's been in Tampa Bay, win or loss. Yeah, definitely, definitely there for sure. We go to the NFC West, a very interesting NFC West. We see the champions, they play tonight, the Los Angeles Rams, all-pro Aaron Donald, future Hall of Famer, if not one of the best defensive players of all time, all-pro Jalen Ramsey on defense. You got Cooper Cup, who was the triple crown winner last year. They added some big boys to this team, Mike. They added Bobby Wagner. Yep. They added Allen Robinson from the Bears. Sneaky additions, right, to go along with some of these other receivers that they got. We don't know what Odell Beckham and, and what that issue is going to be. Seems like he's probably not going to play. Still a free agent. Van Jefferson is still there. Um, they run Their running back is by committee. But, you know, Sean McVay, very good coach. I thought Matthew Stafford took a huge stride last year, winning a Super Bowl, a guy that I've been really critical on. But this is a tough division, Mike, because you got Kyler Murray who got his money. And you know he coming, right? They added Hollywood Brown, his teammate from Oklahoma. They're coming. They, they got that connection already. You know, De, uh, DeAndre Hopkins is still there, right? Uh, to me, it's still a top five receiver in the league when healthy. They still got A.J. Green. Right, they still got Zach Ertz that they picked up from the Philadelphia Eagles. Buddha Baker's still on that defense, so uh, Arizona's coming, and then of course, that Bay Area uh, that, that's the thing, Mike. The 49ers believe that Trey Lance is their guy, right? They believe Trey Lance is the guy that can win them a Super Bowl with Kyle Shannon, Debo Samuels. You got playmakers everywhere on this team, Brandon Ayuk on defense, they, they've got really good players with Fred Warner, so. This is a tough division, Mike. I, I'm not count. I'm not. I, I think the, the the Seahawks are in a rebuild. Sorry, Pete Carroll. I think it comes down to these three teams. I have all three making the playoffs. All three making the playoffs. My division winner, of course, is the Rams. I think because of the additions of Bobby Wagner and also Allen Robinson gives them a different dimension and a different edge. But um, I, I do think the 49ers are really good. Trey Lance. People don't know a lot about him. I think that we're going to see what he is. Um, he he is a rookie quarterback, so he's going to go through some growing pains this year. But ultimately, the 49ers are too good of a defense, too good of a team or roster overall not to make the playoffs. And Kyler Murray got his money. So I, I know he's ready to show some people why he got the big bucks. Um, this is a guy in three seasons. All he did, Mike, was win rookie of the year in two Pro Bowls. So I, I think Arizona rewarded him with that money and he's going to pay it off. So I've got all three teams, those teams going into the to the playoffs this year. Yeah, I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that at all. Coming out of this division is very tough. It's actually, um, <laughs> oh man, it was it was brutal. Mm-hmm. This 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 division um, pick was tougher to me than the AFC West one with the Chargers and the Broncos. And, it's crazy, my auto West is hard. And these, AFC, yeah. what's up with the West? Man, they got real competitive, man. They 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 top heavy. They top heavy, man. And they're really going to – those divisions are going to be they heavy in the playoffs. 
and it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna be dope because because with these those two divisions on each on each side with those with with those having potentially three teams going to get going into the playoffs next year, we could have potential division matchups in the playoffs, mm-hmm. which is which is a good thing as well. You know, we always look forward to that. It's like a you know it adds to the to the flavor. But I would say for this division, who man, it's tough. Give me, give me, give me the Arizona Cardinals. Mm. Give me the Arizona Cardinals to come out. The Arizona Arizona Cardinals, to me, on paper, have been the most talented team in the division over the last two, three years. Right. I didn't think their offense could get any better off of the weapons that they had last year. And then they added Hollywood Brown. Mm -hmm. Like, like it's, it's it's to the point now where Kyler... Kyler could just throw the ball up and somebody's going to get it. I mean, it's just everybody's single coverage. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's too many weapons. And then on top of the fact that their defense is still top-notch. You still got Buda Baker back there anchoring. You still got a, a, a very solid front seven. Mm-hmm. I, I, I still like, I still really like this Arizona team. And I, I feel like that and I believe they can build off last year. Mm-hmm. And the L.A. Rams obviously are the champs. But to me, they're going to get everybody's best shot this year. And they're and, – and by default of their not only competitive division but the competitive the competitive fervor in the top heavy teams and where where the league is now i do believe the rams might suffer some losses this year that might surprise some teams mm-hmm. surprise some people i'm not saying that they won't make the playoffs and things like that but i see the a situation where the cardinals can capitalize off that dominance that they had the first 11 games of last year mm-hmm. and learn from the struggles that they had the last 6 games of the season that's the crazy thing, Mike, because you think about Kyler Murray, all, all, especially last two years, he's always gotten Arizona a great start. Yeah, they were 8-0, remember? Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the, the thing with Arizona is the first eight seasons, eight games with Kyler Murray, even nine games, they're red hot. Second half of the season, the injuries come, right? The injuries come, bad plays, teams that are looking like contenders end up as pretenders. Last year they ended up at eleven and four, but you know, and he did make the playoffs. But again, you know, Arizona typically starts off hot and then ends up cold. You think this year is the year that they put it all together and play very well all seven games? That's that's yeah, yeah, yes, I do because because of the because of the it's, it's something about going that. through the struggle. It's something about going through the struggle as a team, and and not only that. I do believe because because when you say when you think about those hot starts mid season and then tearing and tailing off as, as as time goes on, not only just injuries, it does beg the question: Is there some validity to the um, the the notion that was in the off season about Kyler Murray's film study? Because if it is, then would that would this would the fast starts early in the season and the 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 tailing off towards the end have something to do with that film study argument that you know was floating around the media. That's my next question for you, Mike. Do you think that contract and all that stuff is? And you know, Kyler Murray deleted um, Cardinals off of his Instagram. They haven't had no conversation until he got his money. All that distraction. Do you think I'll pay off this year? Yes, I do because I I, I don't I don't pay attention to that noise. If if, the, if brothers players 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 delete the teams off Instagrams during the off seasons all the time. Sometimes you need a decompression, you know, from being and being, uh, uh, being around that space 
for so so many days on end, every day for months on end. Sometimes you just need a little 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 decompression time away from the game and just focus on life. And that's that to me. I don't put too much stock in players deleting, uh, you know, uh, team profiles and stuff like that from Instagram. But I do believe that the question about film study could have some validity to it, and it could motivate Kyler Murray going into this season to really hone in. And when you add even more weapons, like you said, he has the pick of the litter with the weapons that he has. So, yeah. and when you when you add more to that arsenal, I, I do believe that he's going to shine and he's going to have a hellacious season. Definitely, that for sure. Your thoughts about, they're saying Bay Area football, Tree Area football. Your thoughts about the 49ers? Oh, I love the 49ers. I love the 49ers on both sides of the ball. Obviously, in the NFC Championship game last year, very close to making the Super Bowl uh, with Trey Lance. We will see what's going on with them. Jimmy G is coming back this year as well. We we saw them. We said they're going to sign them. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see this, this 49ers team, are they going to take that next step? Because Trey Lance is, is a deep ball threat. Trey Lance is one of those guys. And, he's, a, uh, he's a runner as well, Mike. Very and, physical. Yeah, dual yep. threat quarterback. And they have weapons to to make it happen. You know, they still have Brandon Ayuk. And, you know, they, they they have they have certain guys out Bosa, there. Samuels, like, Nick Bosa on defense. Bosa on, Bosa on defense. Yeah, defensively, they're, they're, I'm not even worried about them. They're top-notch defensively. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, got, they got it all. They got, they got everything you need. We, we saw that at the highest level last year in the playoffs, and they capitalized on that. So, and plus with this, with this re-signing Debo Samuel, I mean, this, this team is loaded, man. The 49ers are going to be right there. But I, I just believe Arizona uh, offensively is just going to be too much this year. Yep, definitely, definitely there for sure. No doubt about that. Um, quickly here, breaking news here, uh, just some breaking news here. Clemson rewards Dabo Sunny. Hot, largest contract for a head coach in college football history. Well deserved for him. He deserves that. But here's the interesting one, Mike. Lamar Jackson told reporters today that he puts a deadline for the Ravens to give him a new contract. This Friday is the deadline for the Ravens to give him a new contract. Your thoughts <laughs> on that? Because I think Lamar Jackson wants to get paid, you know, uh, uh, Deshaun Watson and and maybe even uh, Kyler Murray money. But for me, uh, 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 Kyler Murray got 189. If I'm Lamar Jackson, what I've done in my first three years in the league, I'm a unanimous, unanimous MVP. Nobody's ever done that. You look at all the <clears throat> MVPs, nobody's ever been unanimous, and I've been to multiple Pro Bowls. If Kyler Murray got 189, I get nothing less than 200. Nothing. That's less. that's off rip. That's off rip. I get nothing less than 200. To me, he wants to get. I don't know if he gets Aaron Rodgers or all those guys' money, but may and 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 you know. was a little bit of a, of a stretch but if, if i'm lamar jackson i get nothing less than 200 your thoughts on that i agree yeah. i fully agree and lamar jackson will get paid the baltimore ravens will take care of him because they have fully invested into lamar jackson over these last three years you you've shifted your entire offense to cater to this guy you've done everything possible to, 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 to put him in the best position to help you win football games. It's about time for him to get his money. It's about time for him to get paid. It's about time for you to, for you guys to continue to build off of what you have. You just have to figure out what you want to do with your offensive system as far as getting better weapons for him into this offense. That's what's going to take his game to the entire next level because you put Lamar Jackson and with his ability to improve his his mechanics, to improve his his uh, his ability to throw the football over the last year or so, last year he looked phenomenal, um, and they, he won a lot of games 
uh, for that Baltimore Ravens team coming from behind, throwing the football, not running, throwing the football, and being a, using a dual threat as well when he needed to, but mainly throwing the ball. So when you, when you see those improvements, when your number one receiver, the best receiver you've ever had is Hollywood Brown, then imagine if you give him top-notch receivers. Oh, man, it, it's going to be special. So the future is bright for Lamar Jackson's career. Uh, he needs to be re-signed in Baltimore, and he will be signed. You will, you will see it soon. Um, they're, they're, they're just, they're just they're playing the waiting game right now. You will see him signed real soon. Um, it, it's unfortunate that he had to go through all this just to get his money. However, at the end of the day, it is what it is. And, and Lamar Jackson will get paid. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt about that, that for sure. But I don't think we've ever had this in our, in our mic of, of talks. <laughs> for, I don't think we've ever had that. But when we come back, folks, I know that was a lot to take in. But when we come back, we're going to have our guy Nick Hamilton, the face of Rams football, and also the reporter that talks about the Las Vegas Aces, the WNBA birth. Las Vegas Aces who punched their ticket a night ago. Talk to us. This and much, much more inside the Studio Z Season 5. Yes. I couldn't get nobody. Oh, okay, all right, cool. That's yeah. Cool. Um damn, I should have hit up Nick. I forgot, bro. I completely forgot. Matter of fact, let me see. See if I could.
Yeah, it's just taking a long time, bro. Hold on. Um, he said he would join us. He said, give him five minutes. Okay. Yeah. So, um, we're just going to go ahead and do, um, our like division winners and stuff like that. And then, um, after that in segment two, we're going to have him talk about tonight's game for, uh, the Rams because he covered the Rams. So we're going to have him come on. And also talk about the aces because he also covered the aces too. Okay. So it just makes sense. And then uh and then probably talk about the other WNBA game too or whatever. We'll, we'll figure it out. All right. You ready? Cool, let's do it. All right. Welcome, welcome back here onto our second leg level here today. Myself, my ride partner, Michael Gray. How are we kicking off season five of our great show here tonight, boy? And from that, let's talk about tonight's matchup between the Rams and the Buffalo Bills, hosting the Buffalo Bills. This might be a Super Bowl preview. We might not know. We only get a chance to see six months from now until February. But the Buffalo Bills, Mike, the team that we believe will be ultimately representing the AFC in the Super Bowl. We're expecting big things this year from Josh Allen into this juggernaut offense, and it probably starts tonight. Yeah. Yeah, I see it. I see it as well. I see the Buffalo Bills getting off to a hot start, sending a message not only to the Rams, but to the rest of the league that we're here and where we're coming. And we, we, um, 
where we, we want to get that taste out of our mouth from the way we lost uh, last year in the playoffs. So I see the I see the Bills. You know they've been thinking they've been sitting on that loss in the playoffs for for this whole off season. I think they're gonna come out and they um they they get that taste out of their mouth this uh tonight. Yeah, definitely, definitely there for sure. Let's look at the X's and O's. Some big matches key to watch out for. Ramsey on Stefan Diggs. Your thoughts? Yeah, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a bomb burner. It's gonna be all over because because Ram Diggs is someone who's fluid fluid within the offense. He's someone who's motioned, uh, you know, in different spots. He's not keyed in one section. So uh, seeing him move around, seeing how seeing the creativity and how they use him, it's gonna be interesting to see if Jalen Ramsey's gonna travel with him throughout the entire way. So uh, that matchup is gonna be interesting to see when they are locked in on each other. Um, uh, it's gonna be a lot of trash talking, a lot of competing, a lot of high level. Um, you know, just going back and forth with each other. I'm looking forward to it. Yep. Stefan Diggs and Jalen Ramsey is definitely going to be a key matchup to watch mm-hmm. for tonight. I think we do have my man, Nick Hamilton, here. Brother, what's going on? Hey, what's going on, guys? How you doing? Peace, brother. We're doing good. We're going good. Uh, obviously, you're closely uh, a guy that follows the Rams being one of their uh, top reporters there. We're going the X and O's tonight. Your thoughts on the X factor tonight on tonight's matchup? Yeah, I mean, they're going to have to do a great job of protecting the football. I think this Bills team is very balanced. Um, when you look at offense, defense, special teams, they're a very balanced, you know, team, This is which is why they're one of the, the favorites to, to make the Super Bowl this year um, behind Josh Allen. And now they have Von Miller as far as being a leader on defense uh, who was just coming off a of Super Bowl with the Rams. Um, but I think the Rams are going to have to protect the football. They're going to have to be efficient and effective. Um, they will be probably more than likely be without Van Jefferson. Um, so they're going to have to really step up uh, when it comes to Cooper Cup. Uh, Allen Robinson is going to have going to have to have a really uh, significant and big game tonight. Um, it's one of the reasons why they got him. About what it's going to take for the uh, Rams to win this football game tonight. Uh, Nick was talking about how he thinks the, the Rams got to be able to take care of the football and not being able to be loose with the ball and turn over against a juggernaut offense like this. If you turn the ball over in your own territory, giving Josh Allen opportunities to um, make plays and take advantage of those turnovers could be a long night for the Rams. So uh, what's your thoughts on that? Control, control, like control the game. Similar to what Nick said, control the game. Keep the keep Josh Allen off the field. Keep that Bills offense off the field because we know how quick, quick, quick strike they can be. Um, Make make sure you limit um like you said limit turnovers and things like that. You can play solid football. They have the makeup of winning this game, and they have the personnel and the 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 cachet to win this game. They just have to not beat them. Like you said, not beat themselves. They have to put themselves in in, in certain positions to to win the game. But um all, that that's really it for real. They take care of the ball and they keep themselves in certain positions and they keep drives going and they keep possessions going. They they'll give themselves a great chance. Mm-hmm. Absolutely there for sure. One of the breakout stars that the Buffalo Bills been talking about all offseason, Mike, is the play of Gabe Davis, the UCF, my UCF alum, Gabe Davis. It's a guy in the divisional matchup against the Chiefs that they lost in. Four receiving touchdowns. Buffalo says he's going to be a critical part of their offense this year, especially when Stefan Diggs gets single or double coverage. They're looking for Gabe Davis. He could be an X factor tonight. Yeah, he definitely could be. He's, he was. You saw what he did in the playoff game, four touchdowns. You know, putting on the show. He's just. He's one of those electrifying guys that when when you win the defense is king. You have a number one like Diggs on your team, and you have him as your number two. That's scary. 
because he has all the makeup and potential of a number one potentially. Mm-hmm. And um and and that 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 is something that Buffalo is is uh is, is privy of having. Yeah, no doubt there for sure. On the opposite side, your thoughts on what the Buffalo defense is gonna do against this Rams offense. We know Van Jefferson may not be there. That's what Nick Hamilton just reported. Um, no Odell Beckham. We know his situation. Um, so uh, that's why they picked up Allen Robinson to step up this offseason to do some damage. But I want to get your thoughts on what Buffalo is going to do with Triple Crown winner Cooper Cup because there's no Tredavious White. He's out for the year. They're going to be obviously a rookie on him. Kair Elam from Florida. They drafted him in a 26 overall pick this year. A rookie against a Triple Crown winner. That bodes trouble for this Buffalo offense. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be, it's gonna be, it's gonna be for the Rams office. You mean? Yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be interesting, man. The Buffalo defense. I expect them to fly around today. I expect them to have fun. I expect them to make plays. Uh, I expect them to get pressure on the quarterback. It's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a, a fun sighting for this Buffalo defense today. That they're, they're gonna get a, get a chance to flex their muscle a little bit. Mm-hmm. No doubt there for sure. Eight twenty Eastern on NBC. Buffalo, traveling cross country. To Los Angeles in the Western, uh, in the Pacific North Pacific time zone to take on the Rams to kick off this year's NFL season. That wraps up the NFL for us. We go from the NFL to the hardwood where these ladies, Mike, the Las Vegas Aces, return back to the WNBA finals for the second time in the last two years. The other time they did was the bubble, which they lost to the Seattle Storm. That was the bubble year for the WNBA. But they returned this year after defeating the Storm, the team that beat them in the finals. They beat them. They get a little bounce-back revenge. Three games to one, winning both games on the road in Seattle. First and foremost, before we talk about this matchup, uh, your thoughts on Sue Bird, all right? A legend, a lady that's won, Obviously, four WNBA Finals championship, a championship in each decade, the 2000s, the 2010s, and the 2020s. Uh, your thoughts on her and what does she mean for the league and also moving forward and, and young girls out there looking to see her as a model? Uh, Sue Bird is special, man. You know, a native of New York and, you know, and just yeah. where, where she comes from and stuff like that. Sue Bird is special. Uh, she, she, she's she she's one she's one on every level. She's she's won you know Olympic gold. She's won you know FIBA. She's won national. You know what I'm saying? Just she's um, world championships, um, WNBA championships. She's done it all. NCAA and, uh, Player of the Year in UConn. Yeah, you know to, to to be able to you know keep your body in in a certain shape, you know for for all these for all these years, and to keep your game at a, to keep your game at a high level. That just speaks to her work ethic and her dedication and her passion to the game and to the craft and to you know to her art form and stuff like that. So hats off to Sue Bird for a, a great a great career. And she was remember she was also one of those Christ the King uh, disciples as well. You know you know coming from Christ the King out here in uh in New York City. So it's um it, it's, it's special to see Sue Bird um go out. And I know she was it was tough. It was sad seeing her go out the way she did. However, you saw the level of the aces, the level that Las Vegas had to get to to knock her off and, and knock this Seattle team off. So um, it was all in fair game and love and war and respect with, to the game. So hats off to Super for a hell of, uh, hell of a career. Yeah, no doubt about that. But this time, we're always going to remember Suzanne Bridget uh, a Bird 
for all the things that she did in the WNBA and for the WNBA and for sports alone, an icon, arguably, you know, maybe Ken Griffey Jr. need to step aside. She might be the greatest Seattle athlete in that area, right? So uh, she's done a lot for that community, a lot for WNBA, and her legacy will continue to live on forever and ever. But for right now, this is about the Las Vegas Aces. These ladies right here, Mike, your long-lost sister, your long-lost cousin, Chelsea Gray. Let's talk about her, Mike. <laughs> I mean, my goodness. She is special. I've never seen a woman like this do what she does. The crazy thing is, Mike, like in game three, I, I watched both games on the road. Game three, they got huge contribution from Ramona Williams off that bench to yeah. hitting those three-point shots because Jackie – Jackie Young and Kelsey Plum didn't have it in game three. They got a chance to force it over. But uh, uh, let's talk about um, – and but Chelsea Gray was the one that kept them in this ball game and, and, and kept them in overtime and making sure that they had an opportunity to win that ball game, her and Asia Wilson. And then game four, when you saw that Stu, you saw Brianna Stewart, Stewie starting to get hot. I, I, Chelsea Gray just went Kobe mode. You know what I'm saying? Hitting jumpers after jumpers after jumpers, willing this Aces team not to be denied of a WNBA Finals berth. And she put the team on her shoulders and just backpacked this Aces team. And kudos to her, man. This whole playoff, this whole playoff run, she's been spectacular. Asia Wilson, I know, gets a lot of the credit. I know Kelsey Plum does her things, getting to the rack. But the Aces wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the play of Chelsea Gray. Yeah, Chelsea Gray is the perfect combination. Uh, um, she, gives, she gives you uh, – she's the perfect combination for what Asia Wilson, Asia Wilson brings to you in the paint, to have that, that, that guard play and that lethal scoring threat, especially timely uh, lethal scoring threat, you know, getting timely buckets in the fourth quarter and things like that. And when, when the team needs the most – She's the perfect combination to what Asia Wilson brings to that brings inside for them. Chelsea Gray has been phenomenal, like you said. I'm glad I'm glad you brought her up. She she's she's been special. It's funny what watching her this these playoff runs. You, when you get caught up in the moment, I, I I didn't want to be a prisoner of the moment or anything, but but watching her, you wonder like, wow, she's really doing something special right here. It's like this is one of those runs. Mm-hmm. And then when you see when you when you see the game four, you see those buckets that she was knocking down in the fourth quarter, in the third quarter, you know, and then that entire second half. It was it was special, man. She's she's really she's really come up big for them when they needed the most. And Seattle brings that out of you. Going against Seattle in the playoffs, we know how tough they are as a team. They they force you to bring to be at your best. And they 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 forced Asia, to Asia Wilson and Chelsea Gray to bring to to bring their best in order to beat them, and that's what you got uh, from them. Hats off to those ladies. No doubt there for sure. Your thoughts about that entire series, Nick? Um, obviously, what stands out is Asia and Chelsea Gray, but um, talk to me about these aces and, and everything that they have to endure in this entire playoff run, and just Chelsea Gray in particular and what she did um, in, in this historic, I would say this historic playoff run. Well, she's the point guard. And that's why she's the point guy. Um, I watched Chelsea Gray when I was covering the L.A. Sparks. And you saw, you know, what she had, her potential. You saw how she's developed over the years as a player, um, as, a, as, a, as a leader. Um, and she was the perfect combination. When I spoke with her, um, you know, during the series, she was just saying, look, when Asia called me, um, you know, I looked at the organization and this is the place that I really wanted to be. And that was a big you know, big time call for, from Asia Wilson um, to have the, the fortitude 
and the foresight to say, okay, this is the type of player we need on this team if we're going to make a serious championship run at some point. Um, and I think it also comes down to coaching. I think, you know, Becky Hammond, you know, she's been named coach of the year, rightfully so. I think she was the best candidate for coach of the year. Absolutely. But also, too, her she has an incredible basketball mind. I mean, we saw Absolutely. it as a player. Um, you yep. saw it, you know, being under Greg Popovich when she was the assistant under Greg Popovich. Um, and the one thing that stood out to me, I think a lot of people don't really pay attention to. She said something, and I'm talking about Becky Hammond. She really said something that really hit, you know, the the hammer, on, uh, the nail on the head, rather, which is the fact that terminology. A lot of coaches in the WNBA don't have the experience that Becky Hammond has because they haven't been able to coach in the NBA, which is a totally different game. That's right. To be able to teach these young ladies NBA terminology on mm -hmm. top of the terminology that they already have to know as far as being able to flow and be able to be, you know, top notch in the sport of the WNBA, to learn the NBA terminology, which is really strategic. Um, it was really playing check, I mean, playing chess, not checkers. Um, when it came to that, I think that's been an, an effective point as well, as far as just being able to teach them different terminology to confuse their opponents. Um, and also, too, Asia Wilson has been absolutely on a tear. And mind you, Asia has had to learn a new position. Like, once mm -hmm. Becky got there, Becky told her, look, you're going to play this position. This is going to be your responsibility. And she had to learn that pretty much on the fly. Not right. to say she doesn't have a very high basketball IQ, because she does. But still having to learn a position that you weren't familiar with, it takes time. And who would have thought that the Aces in the first 10 games would have been, you know, the the record, I think nine and one, ten and zero, um, in their in you know in their first ten games of the season. So I'm saying, you know, they had to have a come to Jesus moment after the All Star break, and they were in the number two seed. They got back to the number one seed. Chicago fell. They were the number one seed throughout the playoffs, and I think that was very vital as far as their their growth and their ability to be able to win series is having that number one seed and having home court advantage throughout the playoffs into the WNBA Finals no matter who their opponent was. And I think that Seattle series with Brianna. Yeah, with Brianna Stewart, yep, kind of, kind of definitely is going to be able to help him out come to, come to the, uh, the finals there for sure. The Stewart was on a tear for sure. Definitely. I mean, you had two MVP candidates battling it out mm -hmm. and, you know, it was, it was, I think that, that was, they were battle tested. I mean, this, this Aces team can beat you with the starting lineup. They can yeah. beat you when they go small. They know how to space the floor very well, the fluidity of the offense, but defensive rebounds have been really been the key in that series uh, for the Aces as far as being able to uh, not uh, afford second chance opportunities a whole hell of a lot. I think game three was, was a backbreaker. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely a backbreaker for them. Big, big time. Hey, hey, Nick. Uh, quick, quick question. Do you think? Do you do you believe, as far as the Aces are concerned, you know, the last the last few years they've been they've been a very top competitive team, um, in the standings and everything. Do you believe that when it comes to Becky Hammond being on this team, I know you talked about you know the terminology and stuff like that. That was a, that was a great point. Do you believe that this ace, the, this Aces team, receives her message better than they receive Bill Lambeers? Oh, by far. Okay. By far, because it's mm -hmm. a different way you teach. She mm -hmm. she understands Becky. See, what, what people don't understand is that not just being a head coach, but a manager of personalities. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She has twelve different personalities that she has to manage on that team. 
to be able to manage those personalities, treat them like individuals, but yet have them come together as a collective is not an easy thing to do. But if you're set in that mind state to say, look, this is the best way we can do to have the opportunities that we're going to have. I think she's done a phenomenal job. And I think the ladies have. Yeah. The ladies have definitely responded well to that for sure. Um, as well because of her her experience with pop and and her teachings one thing that stood out to me nick and i wanted you to talk to me about this is the fact that becky hammond um obviously to, to piggy point what mike said um people got to understand too she knows how to manage personalities but she was a WNBA player herself for this for the silver stars so she knows what these ladies have to go to the endurance of of a long drooling uh season into the playoffs and what it takes to be a thing but i want to ask you a question here because what stood out to me in this series is obviously the aces had the coaching edge but also i saw um her running nba sets i saw her running a little nba sets for these ladies um for the aces that actually gave him the advantage but also on top of that her ability of out of timeout drawing up plays and going small with that four guard lineup and having Asia at the five, I think ultimately those three components were the key as to why the Aces won the series because she was running real NBA sets and then her ability to adjust on the fly and say, Asia, we're going to put you down low at the five and run a four guard set with Chelsea, Kelsey, uh, Gabby Williams off the bench and, and, and some of the other players that they had. So, uh, let me know your thoughts on that. Well, first and foremost, like I mentioned earlier, that's the NBA terminology, being able to not only run those plays, but the, but the ladies to execute those plays effectively. Uh, you talked about earlier about Chelsea Gray. Chelsea Gray has been absolutely insane because of not only her high basketball IQ, but her willingness to be free and play free and be creative. To me, she reminds me of a Chauncey Billups in 2004 mm -hmm. uh, when she was she was able to create not only opportunities for herself, but create opportunities for her teammates and make them better as well. Um, I think Jackie Young no longer became a, a milk carton all-star. Uh, mm -hmm. We finally saw we finally saw Jackie Young surface in this series in game four, uh, mm -hmm. which she was absolutely incredible in, the, in that game four. Uh, and I think it was one of the reasons why uh, they were able to, to prevail the way they did. You got to look at Kelsey Plum as well. Uh, Kelsey really came along. And then Raquana Williams off the bench in game three and in game four. Uh, I think was really significant as well, um, being able to hit those big-time shots uh, that were needed from long range and have the confidence enough. Even when I spoke to Raquan, I was like, hey, I know you were struggling in that first half in game three, but when, how, how, why did you continue to persevere and continue to not, you know, shoot those type of shots? And they even Ultimately, Mike, um, we know that obviously the Aces have punched their ticket to go to the finals. First game will be in Michelob Ultra there in Las Vegas. Um, we know game five, the winner all take game five tonight against the Connecticut Sun at Chicago. Your thoughts on that and and maybe um, the Aces a chance to kind of game plan for one of these two teams and ultimately who you think they'll play? I, I believe potentially ultimately they'll, they'll play the Chicago Sky, but I have to tell you, I'm, I, if I was them, I would be – worried in the sense because the Connecticut Sky to me are coming into this game with house money. They're mm -hmm. coming into this game with a free mindset and a free understanding. And, and with that comes, um, you know, a, a lot more confidence in your game. And on the road, bringing that, that's something. And plus, plus they have the talent and, and, and cohesion to get it done. 
I actually, I, I have the Chicago Sky winning this game because they're at home, that championship experience, that uh, that understanding when to come together, when to lock in at the right time. Um, but I do believe it's going to be very competitive um, and potentially come down the stretch. Yeah, no doubt there for sure. So if it were to be the Sky against the Aces, how do you think that matchup bodes uh, for for the winner take all championship? I believe the Las Vegas. I believe the Las Vegas Aces would 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 win the championship. Came down to that matchup. I believe that they would. They have uh, been very battle tested getting to this point. They've been very proven. And and if it was ever a moment for them to capitalize on the opportunity, it would have been right now. They lost Vegas Aces to me. No matter uh, which team is coming out, um, I, I have them as the champions. Yeah, absolutely. Wherever they play, I, I think um, they're they're they, they have the decisive advantage to me. And I'll actually surprise you guys. I think the Aces sweep whoever come out of the East. Um, mm-hmm. Back to Candace Parker. Um, I'm a huge Candace Parker fan. But to me, I just think that, you know, they just, they have too much, right? They have too much. Um, if it is Candace versus Asia, I think, you know, we, we can kind of like cancel the, those two out. But I just think Kelsey, uh, Plum, Chelsea Gray, Jackie Young, Gabby Williams off the bench. I mean, they just have way too much firepower and offense to go along with the coaching of Becky Hammond. So um, the Aces are battle tested, like we talked about. They've shown that they can also win in your opponent's building. They're not afraid to be battle tested and win road games. So to me, I just think that, um, to me, that was the NBA Finals, right? What we just saw. Yes. Seattle Storm. I, I think that was, the, that was the matchup. Being able to persevere and get over that to me, feels like, yes, this is the Aces moment. Um, they've wanted to raise the stakes, and they finally hit jackpot. Um, and I think Chelsea Gray will be NBA Final MVP. Your thoughts on that, Nick? Uh, well, first of all, unlike you two, I'm not going to disrespect the, the Chicago Sky if they happen to make it. I'm going to at least give them one game. I got the Aces in four. Um, two... I'm going to say I think the I think the finals MVP it could we could see a co MVP I think yeah. Asia Wilson and Chelsea Gray could be co MVPs and they, I mean the Aces dropped game one in the semifinals and then they were able to win three straight so I think the Aces mm-hmm. learned a lesson from that as well um, how imperative winning game one in a series is so that you can continue to have that home court advantage so I got the Aces winning it all. Um, but I think as we move along and, and as they continue to build that team out, they're going to have to get a better bench. Um, they're going to have to make some moves in the offseason to get a, a, a better bench and a deep. All right, second segment here on the Sebi Podcast Radio Show. It's a pleasure again, Nick, to have you on here with us today. Um, definitely, definitely, definitely a pleasure. We'll be anxious to see what you give us with Rams football, USC football under Lincoln Riley era. Obviously, UCLA under Chip Kelly. Then, of course, you know, uh, with the Aces as they make their run to win this, their first, their ch- champ- franchise's first title, um, and et cetera. Um, the voice of the West, the voice of L.A. It's always a pleasure to have you on, Nick. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. Peace, brother. When we come back, Mike and I wrap things up on his closing arguments. The Sevy Podcast Radio Show live and streaming here on WSD Radio.
And we are back here on our third and final segment here today on the Sebi Podcast Radio Show here on WNSC Radio. U.S. Open action, Mike. U.S. Open action that we've seen Serena Williams, the great Serena Williams. We've seen her, like Sue Bird, call it a career over 20 years of decorated tennis at the highest level from Wimbledon to the Australian Open to uh, the U.S. Open, to the French Open, to all of the minor grands, all the major grand slams, to the minor tournaments, the ATP tours that Serena and Venus had been a part of. And now she calls it a career from that. Uh, first, your thoughts on Serena's career before we head into the U.S. tennis action. I mean, she's, she was Serena Clearer Special. She's easily, she's easily, you know what I'm saying, one, one of the greatest like female tennis players of all time. I mean, she's she's just, she's special, man. You know, she, the combination of her and her sister and how they were pushing each other. And, you know, I, they say iron sharpens iron and stuff like that. You know, it was very fitting that Serena said what she said at the end of the, what she said about Venus and how, how impactful she was to her career and, and things like that. Being, a, being Having someone right there with you, you know, from a competitive standpoint, just keeping you sharp. Day in, day in, day out, and even even in the grueling days, those 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 are what matters most, and those are the the fine details that shape uh, a great and one of those ones like what Serena is. And um, you know, I had talked to her for a great career. Yep, no doubt there for sure. Uh, talk to me about some of the action that you've seen so far um, in this U.S. Open, uh, in particular, Francis Tiafo and Coco Gauff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hats off to Francis TFO, DMV brother. Uh, Coco Golf is uh, special as well. Honestly, honestly, Sebi, I haven't seen as much as um as I could as I could have with the tennis thing. I have peep highlights of Francis and um seeing seeing what Coco's doing and things like that. But um, I haven't tapped too much. But I, I have been impressed with Francis in the sense of, you know, just his lateral movement, his speed, and his um, his, you can tell his passion for the game. You know, he gets excited. You know, with the big plays and stuff like that. So I've been impressed with his energy and his um, his uh, his frequency throughout the court. Yep, no doubt, no doubt there for sure. Lots of things to happen in the U.S. Open. Actually, Francis Tiafo Mike comes the first person since Arthur Ashe, the first Black African American since Arthur Ashe in '72 to make it to all the way to the semis in the U.S. Open. Nobody saw this coming. Um, that is a huge, huge, huge milestone there for sure for the American. Uh, so from the American to Michael Gray, who is Chelsea's Gray's long lost sister, it's your time for your closing argument. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, um, my closing argument today hinges uh, from uh, Donovan Mitchell going to the Cleveland Cavaliers in the trade. Mm. I think that's something that um, you know we didn't get a chance to touch to, touch on it throughout the show, but it's something I wanted to you know uh, talk about real quick because it shows a level of understanding the moment to me for the Cleveland Cavaliers. We've seen teams in the past when they have a sneaky year, like the Cleveland Cavaliers had last season when they came out the gates hot on fire, started the season very well, uh, looked like one of the top two or three teams or top four teams in the Eastern Conference uh, throughout before the All-Star break and things like that. And they really snuck up on teams and they surprised teams and they really showed that they're, 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 they're a very competitive team. But they didn't show that they were a championship team yet. They showed that they were building. And this, to me, is a a chess piece and a great piece to add to your building blocks in the year where you're going from the hunter to the hunted. This is good. This year uh, is going to be a very competitive year for the Cleveland Cavaliers, 
not only on their part, but as far as the teams that are going against them. They woke a lot of teams up last year uh, during the during the season, and even though they didn't make the playoffs, uh, what they saw, what what teams saw from them as far as their growth is concerned, even in the play-in, was something to behold and something to look forward to in the future. And adding someone like Donovan Mitchell um, is, is going to be special. And getting, gelling that backcourt with Darius Garland and Donovan Mitchell, Karis LeVert coming off the bench, Ricky Rubio still there, Lamar Stevens, Brandon Goodwin is still there, Evan Mobley obviously is going to, you know, ex- extend ascending his second season. Uh, it's, it's special, man. It's special what I'm seeing from this Cleveland Cavaliers to keep your foot on the gas pedal in the year that you're about to be the hunted. That is a true show of uh, of maturation and making and making a key move, um, making a key move at the right time when it made sense. Uh, it's the true maturation of a team, and, it's, and it shows the the validity and then the structure and the culture that this team is building. You know that 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 they've been building the last four four or five years or so post LeBron James. So I'm I'm happy. Yeah, they've done a really good job. I, I could say that, man. They've done a really good job of uh, post-LeBron James era. The Cavaliers have done a good job. I, I, I love I love their coaching uh, Bickerstaff. Um, I, I also love the cats that they got um, on this Donovan Mitchell uh, a trade, trading away Colin Sexton, who I do think will be very good for the Jazz. Um, but you talk about the guys that they have this. Now you've got your core with Garland, Mitchell, Mobley. Um, but also uh, have Isaac Okoro. This this is a young and upcoming team. We're not seeing – we know the East is top-heavy this year. But moving forward down the line, Cleveland might be a team that might be contention for the next seven to a decade. No doubt about that for sure. 100%, man. It's going to be fun to watch. It's going to be intriguing. Um, this team defensively, we know how how promising they can be as far as their uh, the the length and the size that they have. Not only um, not only in the paint, but on the perimeter as well in certain pieces. And this is going to be fun. I believe Donovan Mitchell is going to buy in on that side of the ball as well. You're going to see uh, you're going to see him definitely make plays on that side of the ball and really step up and uh, and, and and help 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 his team on that side. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely, no doubt about it. That actually wraps up. Our fireworks of episode one here on season five of our great show. Let us know your thoughts on your opinions about our episode today. We actually put up a poll of our division winners on our social media. Please chime in and contact with us and chime in on a conversation there as well. For myself and Michael Gray, we'll see you guys next week on episode two. And then who we might have as a guest. The Sebi Podcast Radio Show. Live and streaming here on WNSC Radio. Chiming out. Peace. Hey, everyone. We're excited just as much as you guys tonight if you enjoyed this show. And frankly, even some of our other episodes as well. If you want to show your appreciation for the show, ensure that you leave us a rating and a review in our iTunes and Spotify. And remember, you can stay locked in here and connected. Sebupodcast.info link for the latest news articles, interviews, and much more. And remember, wherever you're listening on air or online, the Sebi Podcast is wherever you go.